Good morning, and we bid welcome to the mayor of Batesville, Mike Bettis, and for his monthly visit. And good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. How are you doing on this glorious day? Uh, I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. Uh, thanks for having me on, giving me the opportunity to share with folks what's uh, going on in Batesville and certainly then what happened Monday night at our city council meeting. Indeed. And, of course, as always, we uh, start with the uh, Board of Works. They just had the one agenda item, and uh, this is uh, the road closure request, and this is in regard to um, the uh, news that broke last week that the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra is coming back to town. That's right. And so we're excited to have the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra come back to do their Star-Spangled Symphony uh, for us here in Batesville. Uh, this will be the fourth year that we've been able to uh, pull this off and, and get them to come to Batesville. It's been something that's been well attended by uh, people from our community and, and the surrounding communities. It's a great opportunity to have uh, a symphony orchestra event. Uh, it's not something that we get to have uh, on a regular basis. Um, and so it's a great opportunity for young people to be exposed to another form of art, another um, form of music. Uh, and so it's something we, I, I know I personally enjoy a lot and excited to have. And so that will happen on Thursday, June 30th out at the Gillespie Soccer Park and then also at the baseball complex. So Monday night we had to approve the road closure. And so we will close Pullman Street between um, Delaware and Coon Hunters. And we'll, we'll do that sometime on Wednesday, June 29th. Uh, that's the day that they will bring their equipment, the stage, to Batesville. And so they'll be start setting the stage up. Then on Wednesday, then the musicians will show up on Thursday the 30th. And then the performance starts at 8. And then we'll be able to get that, uh, have the symphony here. And then, uh, of course, at the end, then there's a fireworks display, which is a part of it. And so it's a great opportunity to celebrate July 4th and have some great music. And, and so we had to to hear that with the Board of Works. They have to approve whenever we close the road. And so that, that was brought to the board, and it was approved then on Monday night. All right. Then moving on to the council meeting, um, and a, a couple of uh, reading of ordinances regarding uh, water and gas utility rate adjustments. That's right. And so it was something that the uh, city council had to address. And so if you think back to uh, the, when the state legislators were in session back in uh, March, that they passed a uh, state law they called House Bill 1002, which had a variety of, of items in it, which were all things so as to um, – is a tax reduction bill. And so the major portion of that bill was to um, have a steady decline in the state tax rate, uh, income tax rate that we all pay. And so, um, uh, but then they also put in a couple of other items. And one of them was the elimination of the utility receipts tax. And so we have to uh, utilities that were a part of that. The water utility and the gas utility both uh, have been uh, applying a utility tax to our your people's monthly bills, which was something that was set up by state law, and so we have been doing that for years. And so with this House Bill 1002, 
it eliminated that tax and then set out in a very precise course of that we had to do certain things and to make sure then that tax reduction was was passed along back to the rate payers. And so part of that then was to have this, we had to amend our ordinances, which talk about how much we pay for or how much we charge for the use of the either water or gas. And, and so we had to hire a consultant, a rate consultant who has done our rate work for both water and gas for years, and they were able to go um, take the information from the state um, legislators and then apply it to our system. And so then we had to pass these two ordinances and get that all done before July 1st. And so we were fortunate that city council was flexible and was able to, um, uh, you know, look at it and say, yes, this, this is something that we had to do. This is not something that was uh, you may do. This is something that you shall do. And so we had to do these things. And so in an effort to keep ahead of the game and keep things going, they uh, voted then Monday night to enact both of these rate ordinances, one for water, one for gas, so as to eliminate those taxes and to then modify what our rate schedule is to be lowered in conjunction with it. So uh, we get, were able to get both of those done then Monday night. It was relatively simple. Now, it, it's not a huge savings. I believe it's like 1%, uh, 1.6%. So it's a really relatively small amount. I believe it's like 53 cents. It would be the uh, for the average rate payer for water department. I believe it's in the 50 cent range a month. So it's not a dramatic decrease in in everybody's monthly bills. For gas, it's a little bit different because people use way more gas during the winter months, and then we don't use very much during the summer months. And so right now, it would not make a huge difference in people's bills. But come November, December, January, February, March, those are when people will notice that there will be a small reduction in their uh, monthly bill for gas usage will also reflect that we have taken that utility tax out of our rates. All right. And then, of course, it was uh, initially first reading, but I see that uh, council uh, suspended the rules and uh, decided to go ahead and get it taken care of in uh, one fell swoop uh, as opposed to uh, uh, dealing with it next month. Right, yeah, and so they really didn't have a choice. It, it, yeah. By state law, we had to do this, and so it just seemed to uh, be more efficient and effective if we just, and, and they did, uh, to suspend the rules. And so they had to first take a vote to suspend the rules, which passed uh, uh, unanimously, and then they then voted uh, to accept the, act, the new ordinance. And so it took us a while to get through all the votes, uh, but... We they got that done, and so that is taken care of, and we're uh, we'll have that behind us, and we'll be ready to go then to uh, make sure that come July 1st that the citizens, the great use uh, the people who use our water and gas utilities will have the correct tax, or in this case, the tax eliminated from their from their bills. All right, and then with that, we're going to continue on, and uh, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, we'll hear more from Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis right after this. 
Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our monthly visit with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis. And as uh, per usual, uh, Mr. Mayor, you had your mayor's report, which you used to uh, keep council and uh, those uh, gathered at the meeting apprised of uh, what's going on and, uh, and some of the events and so forth. And uh, uh, first off, uh, first and foremost, uh, inflation concerns. Yes. And so this is one of the things that uh, I have been worried about for several months. I, I talked about it to State of the City back in February. And as it became obvious that the inflation concerns that people noticed last year um, was not transitory, but it was going to be something that was going to affect us long term. And, and so it's one of the things that um, gives, gives me pause to make sure that we're doing the right things. And we have employees that we want to treat fairly and make sure that uh, they are fairly compensated and, and make sure that we do our best to treat them fairly and, and make sure that they are uh, able to keep up with what's going on around us. And so part of that is understanding that this inflation is out there and it means that we're as we start getting into the budget process, here in the next couple of months we'll start that budget process again and trying to make sure that we're prepared for it and how that will affect us and our budgets for next year is something that, Paul Gates, our clerk treasurer, and I worry about. As I told city council on Monday night that uh, we will continue to be very frugal about starting new projects until we get a better grip on where we are with this, with the inflation. Uh, a month or so ago, the inflation rate was 8%, and so that's the largest it's been uh, ever since I was a youngster. I was a college student back in 1981, who was an economics major, and I know we talked about this a number of times uh, in different symposiums on campus about inflation and how it will affect things at that time, and it was uh, had a large effect upon things back in those times. So much so, it basically kicked in a recession, so as to get that get the inflation piece under control. So who knows how this one will play out, but. It is one of those things that we just have to be smart about, and we have to make sure that we're not overspending today and then realize that because of the inflation and the budgets and stuff that we uh, get our paint ourselves back into a corner and not be able to treat our employees fairly. So it's one of those things that we're just going to have to be smart about, and we'll, we'll take our time and work our way through it just like we have on every other challenge that we face. And But... For now, we're going to be very stingy about new projects that uh, don't make sense or maybe, or things that we can sit on for a while till we get a better handle where we are with the inflation and how it affects our budget. And then, uh, of course, uh, the uh, speaking of projects, but it's the road projects. However, this is an NDOT grant that the uh, city received. Yes, and so we were very fortunate uh, last month, and we uh, were able to get a a grant through the Community Crossing Program, and so it's what we call our 2022-1 uh, 
Community Crossing Grant Program award. And so we were awarded, City of Basel was awarded $789,866 for some repaving projects. And so we have a long list of, pro- of streets that we want to repave around the city of Batesville um, from Boringer Street, a uh, section of Boringer Street from Smith to Walnut, uh, Hillenbrand Avenue from Walnut to Maine, George Street from Mulberry to Vine, uh, Beetle Boulevard out on two twi- out, starting at 229 and going about 600 feet east, Smith Street from George Street to Pearl Street, Boringer Street again, this time from Park Avenue to Eastern Avenue, Winding Way from Pine Oak to State Road 46, uh, Volt Street starting at Mulberry for about 650 feet going east, and then Mulberry Street from Volt Street to Central Avenue. So that's a pretty long list. Nine different streets that we're looking into pave. And so we have not we have not bid the project yet. So this is only the first step of it. We were awarded the a grant, and so then now that will give us the opportunity now to bid the project. Uh, this money that we're awarded is 75% of the cost to do this work. The other 25% is comes from the city city's money. And so we have been doing this for a number of years now, and we've been very successful in getting money from NDOT to pave and repave roads all around town and doing some different things. Uh, and so we're finishing up uh, projects from our 2021 community crossing program. Uh, at the present time, they just widened Pullman Street, which is something that we've been working on here for the last month or two, ex- made that road a little bit wider and also did some stormwater work so as to make it more uh, efficient and, and make it last longer. We're starting another project from the 2021 program uh, starting today on Wednesday. We will be we will be working on repaving Huntersville Road, basically from the underpass going south to Highway 229. And so this is a project that the city's been wanting to do for many years. And so if, if you're familiar with that area, the underpass in particular, whenever we have a large rain, the underpass fills up with water because the stormwater system that is underneath that road is not sufficient to be able to handle all the rain, all the water that collects in, in that underpass. And this has been going on for years, and we've never been in a position to address it, uh, but we, we we are now. And so it will cause some headaches, uh, as every time we tear up a road and do something with the road, it certainly does cause a challenge for people who live in that area or work in that area. And this will certainly be the same. Um, it will be, there will be days when we'll have equipment out there tearing up different sections of the road and trying to work through all that, but it, it's one of those things that when, when done, we will be in a position and that hopefully then we won't have this issue of every time it rains that that underpass fills up with water. And so this is a combo project. This project is a where we will repave the road, but in conjunction with that repaving, we're going to do a storm this stormwater project that will increase the size of the inlets into the stormwater system and will increase the size of the pipe that is running for the stormwater system to a size which is greater than what is necessary so that we can be able to get collect that water and get it out of there quickly and then be able people be able to use that underpass during rain events or immediately after. 
And, and for, for the city, this is really important. This is one of those projects that is part of a, a bigger long-term project that uh, actually I talked about in the city or at my state of the city back in 2017, 2018, about trying to figure out how do we make sure that we can get uh, an ambulance and emergency personnel to a fire or to an emergency situation on the south side of the of the railroad tracks. We had a couple of options. One option was to go back and rebuild a build a new bridge, which um, or when it was budgeted for that to happen a few years back, it was six million dollars to build a new bridge. And so this is the more economical version. So what we've always worried about is if there was a large rain event and we couldn't get underneath the underpass with our uh, emergency response vehicle, the, the mini pumper, that we would not be able to, there would be this small window of time whenever there's a train coming through town and that underpass is full of water that our emergency folks would not be able to, to get from the north, I'll say the north side to the south side uh, quickly and, and effectively. So this is one of those projects and that will, when we have this done here in the next few months, we'll when we have that large rain event, it will not flood underneath that underpass. And so then our emergency vehicles will be able to get from the north side to the south side and get to the to the south side of the railroad tracks and without having to wait for a train to pass if, if, if the timing is perfectly bad. And so this is hopefully the, the fix for a long-term fix for this problem that we've had for years and we'll have that done. And so I'm excited about the possibility of getting this taken care of and so that this is one of the things that will hopefully give people who live on the south side of the railroad tracks will see this as a positive also that of a way so that we can be able to get to them in an emergency situation when necessary. And another item that was touched on was uh, the Batesville Police Department is going to be holding a uh, bike safety day uh, in early June. That's right and so uh, as I mentioned Monday night, uh, as a youngster growing up here in Batesville, I remember coming to the Memorial Building uh, every spring for a bike safety program that was sponsored here at the Memorial Building. Um, back then, it was in the old auditorium, which was in this building, which is which was torn out maybe 20, 30 years ago. The auditorium is no longer here, but uh, that was a bike safety program that was in place for many years. And so um, through the help of John Eargang and certainly with our police chief, Stan Holt, and they were able to put together this bike safety day. And so it is scheduled for Saturday, June 4th, and it will start at 10 a.m. And it will be out at Liberty Park. And so at Liberty Park, there's a Margaret Murray Health Shelter, which is near the Liberty Field. And so people will be able to go out there at 10 a.m. and we'll have our assistant chief, Blake Roop, and then also a local bike enthusiast by the name of Gary Lunsford, who are going to conduct this bike safety day. And so they will uh, be doing a variety of things, uh, learn about bicycle maintenance, um, passing on some safety tips for our bike riders, and then making sure then that everybody understands the laws and the rules about riding a bike safely around our community. And so this is one of the things that uh, I know uh, John Eargang has been asking for for a while. Unfortunately, 
Um, the COVID thing kind of got in the way for the last couple of years, but um, we're we're in a good spot for that now. And so this is going to happen on again on Saturday, June fourth, at 10 a.m. out at Liberty Park at the Margaret Mary Health Shelter. If you're a bike rider and you want to learn a little bit more about bike safety, this is a great opportunity for everyone to come out and uh, hear from a couple of local experts and learn a little bit more about bike safety. We're doing a lot around town with bikes, with um, paths and trails and sidewalks, and and hopefully this is an opportunity for people to to ride bikes more often and do so safely. And so this is one of the things that uh, it should be a great event. And looking forward to having people participate and learn how to be uh, learn about safety on their bicycles. And the last item, Mr. Mayor, the um, IKEA lighting, the uh, the latest on that uh, with their um, proposed uh, purchase of the Shell building. That's right. So this is something we have been uh, working on in the background for, gosh, seems like seven, eight, nine months. And so we've been working with a company by the name of IKEA Lighting that makes LED lights. And they are have we've been talking with them for months about them purchasing what we call the Shell Building, which is a speculative uh, industrial building that was built out on Merkle Road back in 2014, 2015. And so we have a contract with them and that it was signed. And so we're looking to close here in the next three to four weeks. And so we're really excited about closing the deal and and welcoming them to Batesville officially. And so there was... uh, the owner of Ikeo Lighting was in town in the last week with uh, one of their uh, operations. Their operations manager was here also, and so we were able to uh, a small group of people from from the city. Sarah Lamping, our economic development director; Bill Norwald, Andy Sainer from our redevelopment commission, and then Kevin McGuire from our economic development commission all had the opportunity to spend some time with them and as they show them around town to show them some of the other things that are happening in Batesville and to get them started and so we're anxiously awaiting for that closing so that we can then have a uh, another celebration about uh, bringing them to town and getting them started they're very excited about coming and very excited about getting started they've uh, they already have a number of things in place that they're looking to do uh, once we are able to get everybody to sign on the, on the bottom line. And so we're hopeful that that will happen here in the next three to four weeks, and then we'll be able to celebrate that properly and and then get them started and, and welcome them to our community. All right. And with that, Mr. Mayor, uh, we must uh, adjourn, if you will, uh, for, for this month and uh, Look forward to uh, speaking to you once again next month. And uh, as always, uh, we appreciate your time. All right. Well, you have a great day and everybody be safe.